Welcome to the Access VFX podcast, pursuing inclusion, diversity, awareness and opportunity in VFX, animation and games industries. Hi, I'm Simon Devereaux, founder and director of Access VFX, bringing the visual effects animation and games industry together, working towards a shared goal to make our industry more diverse and inclusive by taking action rather than just talking about it. Hello, welcome to another Access VFX podcast, another QVFX special. This is our third or fourth QVFX special now. So we're here to promote our next event, our first big studio event of 2020, our first QVFX studio event. And we're going to be hosting a Jellyfish on Thursday the 26th of March, if you haven't uh, checked out our socials already. So I'm here with a select few members of the QVFX crew um, who have volunteered their time to talk about what we're planning, because typically with our events is people sign up and don't always know the context. And every QVFX event we've run, there's always been a, a different theme, whether it was our launch event or whether we, we discuss particular kind of areas, particularly our um, coming out special that we did. And with this event, we're looking at mental health support. So I'm going to talk about that in a bit more detail shortly. But first, I think our our guests on today's podcast should introduce themselves. So let's uh, go from my right. Hello, my name is Kat Seal. Um, I am a character animator currently working at DNEG Feature Animation. Hi, I'm Bobby. I work at DNEG as well. I'm a lighting artist and I'm soon to be at Feature Animation at DNEG as well. Woohoo! Hi, um, I'm Izzy Genova. I work at Jellyfish and I'm a compositing supervisor for TV animation. Excellent. Thanks, Izzy. And Grace is here as well, of course. Uh, Grace is, as always, on production duties, but she's also a, uh, a hardcore member of the QVFX team as well. So feel free to pipe in, Grace, without your microphone. I'm sure <laughs> we'll be able to hear you on, on the podcast. Hello. Hello. There we go. Um, so to kind of provide, provide a bit of context, as we kind of went into 2020 as the QVFX team, we were keen to get an event out. And we talked about it and we put in a, a social event recently at Retro Bar, which is really a really important part of, of what we, we're doing. But it was really key that we came up with a really strong um, first studio event of 2020. And uh, we threw a few dates around and we met last week um, to really talk about what we wanted to do. And all we had in place at the time was our venue, which is Jellyfish Pictures in Brixton. Thank you, Izzy and Charlie and team. And a date, which we were playing around with, which was the Thursday, the 26th of March, which is now set in stone and typically we had a meeting went around the table started having a conversation broadly about what we wanted to do really rich discussions took place right guys yeah and uh amy smith uh from frame store who is also a, a, a hardcore member of i should stop saying hardcore members shouldn't I? <laughs> uh, a member of We're all hardcore. Hardcore members. I, I watch too much sons of anarchy or something <laughs> um is uh, she referenced the uh, the work of the film and TV charity led by uh, Alex Pumphrey, the chief executive of the film and TV charity, and the work they did over the last few years on the whole picture program. And there are some stats mostly around uh, mental health, because there's clearly a mental health pandemic within the creative industry. I mean, within broad industry of course but particularly in creative industry and we all knew it was a problem it's come up on a lot of podcasts and a lot of events that we've run in the past but there are some really shocking statistics particularly around uh, the LGBT community the BAME community and the disabled community um, but I wanted to, to provide a bit of context for our listeners who weren't at that meeting um, so top line starts starts Top line starts, top line, top line statistics <laughs> on uh, the mental health crisis in film, TV and cinema. 
is one in five. And we're talking thousands of people who filled out this, uh, this survey and did this work. And I'm not an expert on this, Alex, so forgive me if you're listening. Um, but works in film and TV were 1.5, uh, one, one and a half people, one and a half people, is that a thing? Were more likely to have attempted suicide compared with the national average. And among film and TV workers, 87% have experienced a mental health issue compared with the national average of 65%, which is a huge, huge statistic. Um, workers in film and TV are three times as likely to report having harmed themselves compared with the national average and more than half have considered taking their own life compared with one-fifth nationally and workers in film and TV are twice as likely to report having experienced anxiety compared with the national average so that's pretty shocking right guys I mean when when Amy went through it um, again We've always talked about, and again, this is my frame of reference, is we talk a lot about mental health and we talk a lot about stress and depression. Um, nobody really talks about suicide and people taking mm. their life. It's kind of like the elephant in the room that nobody really likes to talk about. And what I like about this report, I mean, I, I use the term like you know, loosely, <laughs> is um, it doesn't sugarcoat anything and it, it provides the statistics as they're meant to be, meant to be seen. Um, so moving through, it's all available online, by the way. Um, we'll find a way to put it on our website as well. Um, but one, one of the more shocking statistics is um, the high risk factors within the BAME, Black and Minority Ethnic Workers, LGBTQ plus workers and disabled workers. So I wanted to go through the three because we stand for intersectional diversity. And uh, it says, particularly in BAME, 70% of black men have experienced workplace bullying compared to 50% of all male survey respondents. In terms of disabled workers, um, people with disabilities report significantly lower levels of well-being than other respondents, with 95% who have experienced a mental health condition. And then bringing it back to what, what we're talking about today with regards to the LGBTQ plus community, is 94% have had a mental health condition and 22 have attempted suicide. So that, as soon as we heard that stat, I think we all made our mind up and pretty much the whole QVFX team was there en masse. And we all said we've got to do an event that is anchored in this research. Um, so we had a meeting at the UK Screen Alliance last week and we got Alex's blessing to move forward. Not that we needed it, but yeah, out of respect, we asked Alex if we could. And uh, we announced the event a few weeks ago that we're, we're calling um, the QVFX picture, so building on the research, and uh, with a little bit of a, a subheading called Queer Mental Health Support, because we asked you know, the Q in QVFX, and we're planning an event. So um, the event is going to be, uh, I, we put it in the, the event right that it's going to be intimate, because um, we want neurodiverse people to come as well. We don't want it to feel like a, a big networking event that, that's quite intimidating. We're keen to have some breakout sessions and have a, an intimate panel. Um, I think we should start with the venue, really, because one of the things that uh, we went on a little site visit, a little site recce uh, <laughs> last Friday, which was fun. Uh, I went to the wrong jellyfish because jellyfish of news, which is fine. Eventually. You, you appeared like a, yeah, out of the mist <laughs> and, and rescued me from just standing there looking like a lemon. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, we had a look around. And I think my view, and I don't know whether you guys shared it who were there, is uh, that it, it's just this really lovely, it's not like a big open space, it's not like a big mm. venue space, but it has potential for something very intimate. Is that fair to say? What can people expect from jellyfish pictures in Brixton, Izzy? I think one of the main things is that there is a lot of little kind of hidden areas around the studio. So we have the screening room where I think the main event is going to happen. But what I really like is that we have a sort of a mezzanine um, 
where people can have more intimate conversations. There's, it's just a more comfortable space and less imposing. I think yeah. the people who were involved with the design did a really good job of making it a welcoming space and not yeah. somewhere that you necessarily walk in and you feel like, you know, you're you're here and you're a little cog in the machine and here for work. It feels much more welcoming. Yeah. Um, and there's more space. Yeah. I really like the mezzanine. Mm -hmm. I almost thought it could be a really nice place to hang out with some of the QBFX team and just have yeah, conversations. Definitely. It doesn't necessarily have to be um, even mental health related. It could just be having a conversation and, and, and hanging out with the, with the, the crew because there's a lot of us now, right? I mean, how many people are in QBFX now officially? Because not, not talking about the bigger family and community, but there must be a good... Is there about 10 of us, maybe? I think it's more than that. Is there more? 15, Feels like nearly 15 Maybe or there's 20. more, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're growing. We're growing. <laughs> that's, just the, that's just the board, right? Yeah, I mean, let yeah, alone yeah. The, the entire kind of family that follow us around. Uh, all and it's everyone events. from all different studios as well, mm -hmm. which is great. That's what's so nice about the conversation that we had was, you know, you have big dogs like Framestore through to um, the mill's quite small, right? <laughs> we're not as big as um, yeah, Dineg were there we had it at Dineg so thank you Jez and Bobby and the team for hosting us and providing the biscuits um, so yeah I mean building on what Izzy said I mean it was really I, I was really taken by the relaxed vibe can I, can I say vibe do yes. I sound like an old yes, a granddad no, you can say it. Is it it's come back it? it's come full circle. we approve of vibe Pro vibe approved officially yeah. on this podcast <laughs> Um, but I love the, the actual jellyfish tank at the end. I think we could use that space. There's the lovely snug mezzanine. There's uh, even the uh, screening room, as he said, that is uh, kind of the, the, the where, where we're going to host a, a panel discussion. Mm -hmm. um, so we're going to have a panel with uh, individuals working in visual effects uh, with a chair, and we're going to be announcing panel guests uh, as we approach the event. It's going to be uh, a bit like a lot of our faux Glastonbury events, as I always call them, mm. where we announce the event and then we announce the the, the, the acts uh, <laughs> as we get closer to the event. Um, but we're looking to have a really lovely, intimate conversation again. And the way the screening room is um, designed, it's not like a massive cinema. No, no, it's really not. So you should be able to ha ask questions and it should feel like a, a broad conversation rather than it feeling like an intimidating panel discussion where you feel that it, uh, you, you can't, you know, your question will be seen as silly or anything. Uh, and we're also going to be re recording it live, right? I always forget to mention this. Oh, that we are. It's going to be oh, a podcast, nice. is it? Yeah, we said that, right? That's what we agreed. So we're going to do it as a, a podcast episode as well. Mm -hmm. So uh, we found the, uh, the live podcast kind of model works well, doesn't it? I mean, uh, Bobby, we did that at... Dean, didn't yeah. we, for the coming out episode? Yeah. Quite well last time. People can catch up if they can't make it. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. And we'll probably live stream it and all of that, right? I mean, we're going to, yeah. We I think that's particularly important for this event because I'm sure a lot of people maybe can't make it on that day and it is a really important topic. Yeah. yeah. So it's nice that people can then catch up later yeah. if they can't make it. Yeah, thanks, Kat. And that's Podcast something we can on demand. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. wherever you need it. Um, but yeah, I, I always come back to that point that, that Kat made around. Um, any event that we do because any event almost um uh, is uh, almost not, not hugely inclusive to those that are you know suffer anxiety don't mm -hmm. like to be around a lot of large groups of people mm -hmm. so as much as we are still putting on an event because it's all we know in many ways um we're gonna make this is going to be a bit of a game changer i think in terms of you know we're not looking at huge numbers um we've put a cap of 100 guests on the event bright which means we'll probably get about 60 of you because there's probably people listening who are serial event writers who sign up to stuff and never attend um, but we usually get a, a, a drop off 
great. So I imagine it's going to be a really nice, relaxed environment. The QVFX team are always very open and, and, and open to conversation. So you'll be among friends. And I just think, I mean, QVFX events are always very... I know they're my favorite ones to they're to really run. chill they're really nice and everyone's yes. always so friendly and willing to answer questions and it feels like you're sort of building a sort of support network yeah for the community which I hope this event will be similar yeah because I think it's a topic that does need to be talked about more and hopefully this sort of event will encourage people to talk mm -hmm. about it more and I yeah. think we've done really well in the past where the panels that we've put on have sparked very good conversation yeah. Um, the one we did about coming out after that, I talked to people that I'd met on that single day about, you know, very intimate stuff and about stuff that hits very hard and very close to home. Mm -hmm. So I think just allowing that conversation to exist in a space where you can feel like it's okay to talk about it is very important. Yeah, and absolutely. I'm hoping that it's going to open a similar door to continued conversation after the panel itself. Yeah. And that's yep. the beauty of the format because uh, I think when we agree the day we had our meeting, I remember just going home listening to the first QBFX podcast that we did, which was the launch event. And it's still a really good listen. It's still a really, really interesting. And people should go back and I always say to people, everybody gets so, it's like any podcast. Everybody gets so caught up with what's been released. And I love going back and revisiting those conversations because they're really they're really good, lively, thought provoking quite emotive as well mm -hmm. like people really open up i mean everything we've spoken about at, at our qvfx events people show like next level levels of vulnerability don't i mean it's just sorry i touched the microphone that was bad yeah can edit, edit that out grace but it's they're, they're really rich discussions uh, yeah i wish i could be on the panel but uh, i can't um but i'll be there um so i also wanted to have a conversation about and again, we've not really agreed this, so it's quite nice to do this live, is are we going to have the spare seat on the, the panel? Are we going to Ooh. see if somebody wants to join the panel discussion? I kind of like that idea. I think it worked out very well last time yeah. when we had that because, you know, walking into an event or having to kind of sign up beforehand and say, I'm going to talk about this thing can feel very daunting. But if your desire to open up comes through the things that you've just heard, mm -hmm. it kind of makes it a little more natural and a little easier to jump in, I think. It also yeah. breaks that barrier, doesn't it, between the panelists and the crowd? Yes. It's instead of being like an us versus them, sort of mm -hmm. like these are the people in the industry, we're the crowd, it sort yes. of like makes everyone a bit more kind of level, yes. I think. Yeah, that's massively important. Again, it comes back to it's. Um, I mean, it sounds it sounds always quite uh, fairly corny to say, but we're, it is a family atmosphere. Yeah. And I think uh, it should always feel like that when people, you know, want to step up or ask a question. They don't have to sit in the crowd. They can come up and mm -hmm. take a pew and 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 have a, and continue the conversation. I mean, it doesn't necessarily have to just be one special guest. We could rotate it. I mean, it could be really Hot really chair. interesting. Yeah. Right. Exactly. I mean, it's a sensitive issue, absolutely. But I think if we create the environment that we're we're hoping to create. Um, these conversations need to be heard and it's tough for people to talk about this and you know we're still uh, curating the panel where people will be talking about their, their lived experiences and uh, you know that's uh, that's important you know it's yeah it, it, we've got to get it right at the end of the day which brings me on to my next question is around safeguarding and around ensuring that you know if people are coming to 
have a conversation about mental health um, and some of the, the alarming statistics that came out of the, the film and TV charities report is that we want people to feel that they're comfortable. It's all well and good us sitting here going, yeah, you know, we're a lovely bunch of people and, you know, come and say hi and we'll have a chat in the snug. But, you know, we need to make sure that it's properly safeguarded. Um, the first um, point that I should mention is this will be our first QVFX event with no alcohol. Mm-hmm. We made a conscious decision based around, um, again, the film and TV charities whole picture report around uh, some of the outputs of uh, how people exhibit their, 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 their lived experiences through alcohol dependency and drug dependency. And again, the statistics were, were high in the report. So we thought it would be a bit insensitive, a lot insensitive, a lot insensitive. God, my English is getting worse on these <laughs> things. Uh, to offer alcohol in that environment. Fair? Yeah. 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 So the plan is we're going to have uh, mental health first aiders in the house from various visual effects animation and game studios. And the point of that is really to um, signpost the studios and the visual effects industry does care about this and we uh, every studio that I know particularly visual effects members most of them have trained mental health first aiders but being a mental health first aider and I'm not one but my understanding is they're just like regular first aiders you can patch someone up you know if somebody takes a fall or they feel a bit sick Mm. but you're not going to operate on them you're not going to take them to one side and give them full-blown six months worth of counselling you know you're not going to mend a broken leg necessarily you might be able to kind of stitch it up well that's weird isn't it maybe not stitch it but my point is first aiders aren't medical professionals same with mental health first aiders they're not mental health professionals so we will have studio first aiders there but we're looking to operate a kind of breakout model is that fair to say everyone around the table um so based on feedback that we've had we're going to have two breakouts one is going to be about becoming a mental health first aider mental health first aider i'm losing the plot on this, this episode. <laughs> becoming a mental health first aider because we accept that our QVFX community come from all over industry and a lot of the the studios that they work for probably aren't Access VFX members, they're probably quite small and don't have mental health provisions in-house so we're there to inspire those studios to do something about that in light of these statistics and then the other breakout will be about signposting where you can find personal support so charities, websites, we're not there to give counselling advice anybody want to build on that? I'd say that they're also there to sort of suggest if you have a particular workplace uh, concern, I assume the mental health facilitators will be able to give advice as to what your steps can be to yeah. find help within your studio. Because I feel like a lot of times in studios, people don't necessarily know who the people are that they need to go to with yeah. particular concerns and advice, yeah. whether it should be their manager or whether it should be HR and this sort of thing. Yeah. Um, so I imagine they'll be able to also help you with just planning the steps that you may need to take um, to find help that you need. Yeah, and maybe also take it further if they need to, like outside of the studio and real counselling as well, because you may not be aware exactly how to, um, I'm sure I'm not really aware uh, if I do need a proper counselling, how to approach it, so I'm sure the first leaders would would be able to point you in the right direction. Yeah, absolutely. And I I hope we can encourage people to, I mean, we talk a lot about speaking up on all of our different podcasts and conversations and, and, and events. And uh, I think with this particular area, there's a lot of, lot of people suffering in silence. We touched on it in a previous podcast episode on mental health, where a lot of the conversation was 
about you know it being the elephant in the room you know the fear of being judged the fear of being you know weak or not you know do you know saying culturally that our industry is still quite is it fair to say quite macho bit man up a bit yeah get your shit yeah. together pardon my french yeah when you look in the room sometimes you kind of might it's seem like the old person out yeah. um so yeah it's also the sort of British sort of stiff upper lip thing, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. Where it's like you don't want to show weakness yeah. Uh, yeah. for being seen as not being capable of doing your job and yeah. things like this. So people tend to sort of bottle it up. And culturally, the sightly, we're, we, we work the longest hours in any other country, really, don't we? In terms of, you know, not just Europe, but the rest of the world. And yeah. there's a real like busy Olympics, I always call it, where people, yes. it's all about how are you today? And I'm, I'm guilty of this. Oh, yeah, really busy. Like We, yeah. we get in our elevator at... At, at a mill and that's the exchange you have it's either what are you working on or um how are you and it's not i'm well it's i'm busy yeah and then you go yeah oh, now it is i'm really busy and there's the whole culture of long working hours yeah. and and uh, being a bit of a martyr to it as well so i think uh, there needs to be a conversation around getting help and i think the uh, mental health first aiders will be uh, invaluable in, in helping and mm-hmm. supporting that too Cool. Okay. Anybody else want to mention anything else on the safeguarding piece? Do you think we've, again, we'll do our best? Yeah. Well, just one quick thing, I guess, back on the topic of getting people to think about, you know, being mental health first aiders or just in general being able to be approached. So I think it's, A, it's important for visibility and, you know, as Kat mentioned, where do you even find these people? But because it's a QVFX event, um, sometimes even if you would like to talk about you know, mental health stuff, you might not be sure that your studio mental health first aiders would necessarily feel comfortable with you, or rather you would feel comfortable with them. Yeah. So inspiring some LGBTQ plus people to get involved in that yeah. would be quite good. Yeah, that's a really nice point. Thank you. Um, so coming back to the event itself then, so in, uh, I hate to talk about logistics, but we are here to talk about an event as well. Um, and one of the challenges I found finding the event was finding the, mm-hmm. the, the yeah. studio, right? <laughs> so we probably should say, for the avoidance of any doubt, where the new Jellyfish office is, right? So yes. it's not the one on Cold Harbour Lane. Yes, so the old, or actually it's still, it's still fully functional. Uh, the yeah. Brixton one, as we unofficially call it now, uh, is on Cold Harbour Lane and it has uh, JP on the door. So that is not where we're actually going. Um, if we continue down that same road, um, there's a pizza place on the corner. Okay. And then turning left. It's convenient. There's, there's yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's a big building and it's within that building that it's called The Edge, yes. where the new jellyfish office is. That's where we're actually um, going to be hosting the event. Excellent. And we talked about, during the meeting, Sign we talked posting. about signposting, yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. to maybe some leave some like flags going or like little arrows to point you in the right direction yeah we should probably do we that. should do a trail from <laughs> the, uh, tube station it's like yeah. a treasure map trail yes. <laughs> and it's uh i think I, I, we've wanted to do an event at jellyfish for a while so i'm really pleased we get to do something outside of central yeah. london as well um it'd be nice to be back in brixton we did an industry connect event last january at the town hall so it'd be nice to be in a a studio because whenever we talk about studio events mm. it's always central london yes. so i think 
and it is a really cool part of the world you know I, I still love going to Brixton it's still it's still it's still true South London for me it's not as as gentrified as the rest <laughs> of South London as I remember it from from the 90s and that's a long long time ago um yeah so we're running the event from seven o'clock we thought and um, we've had feedback from a lot of the community that a lot of people down tools around six and uh, a lot of our events usually start around six or half six so pushing it to seven o'clock to ensure that anybody at Jellyfish can finish their day job if they're not going to hang around for the event they can go about their business and then we can host uh, we can pretty much take over the the studio right yeah. i mean it's um it's really and i use the term with affection um it's really cavernous it's got this lovely cavernous quality to it hasn't it, <laughs> it does yeah <clears throat> i love the open space when you walk in the snug and this is lovely it's a ridiculously long walkway that gets you to the jelly the actual jellyfish and then there's a lovely little kind of cafeteria which i think we could make use of for people to break out as well um, I'm keen to maybe even do maybe do something a bit workshoppy. I think we're still that's the the wonderful scrappiness of our events is we're, we we're working it out as we approach the event. I'm sure we'll still be working it out the night before. Um, but as we as I said, as we confirm our our panelists, we will we will update the event bright. And that's another important point as well is to get on the Eventbrite link. We'll push it all out on our socials again uh, today because today is Friday. Yeah, because that's when we launch the podcast, even though yeah. it isn't. We, these are pre-recorded for the avoidance <laughs> of any, anybody, the avoidance of any doubt. But, you know, it's Friday. And yeah, we it's will, Friday. It's nice. Friday. Yes, we made it. We did it, guys. Um, but, uh, yeah, today's Friday. And, uh, of course, uh, you're probably listening to this podcast on the back of something we've tweeted or Instead or Facebooked or whatever, LinkedIn. Um, so the, the link to get tickets to our event will uh, be available and uh, we should let you know that there's still tickets available we've sold about when i say sold it's a free event we should put that out as well to anybody new to qvfx or access vfx completely free you do have to get to the venue it runs seven o'clock till 9 30 and then with any qvfx the party continues if you want to have more non-alcoholic continue beverages. the conversation in, yeah. or if you yeah if you want to have a drink you can after the event but not during um so we're really excited and again a massive thank you to, Je uh, to jellyfish the hosting because we've not repeated a venue yet with qvfx we move around the industry which is cool let's keep uh, it going keep it yeah. going right <laughs> exactly and we promise that there will be regular events after this one we're mm -hmm. already talking about um rearranging our manchester event in the summer we've got lots of exciting plans for pride lots of exciting plans for potential uh film events yeah, yeah? yes uh should we touch on that well, the BFI is uh, coming up in March. Uh, I think the program has now released, and we're thinking about maybe doing a little social event where we yeah. go and see nice. a movie together. It's the BFI Flair Festival. Yes, BFI oh, yeah. Flair, sorry. Yes. Which, as we learned in our um, QVFX film quiz night, is apparently the biggest LGBTQ festival in Europe. No way. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. No surprise. Yeah, so we're still, still figuring it out, but we will... Um, Definitely trying Tickets go on sale on the 27th. 11, 11.30? 11 11.30 a.m. <laughs> so get your tickets. Yeah, yes. there's a lot of That's great exciting. films. I saw the um, uh, A Portrait of a Lady on Fire Ooh, yesterday. Oh, yes. I That's really want to go see that one. Very brilliant yes. film about artists as well. So, yeah. We should do like a podcast film review. Oh, episode. gosh. I really Wouldn't want to do that. Amazing. I want to do that so much. That would be awesome. It'd be five <laughs> hours long. Oh, you, you won't be able to get me out of the room. Yeah. <laughs> might have to do, yeah, I might have to do longer form content, I think, for that. Yeah. That's not a bad shout, you know. Anyway, we should talk about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's not yeah, a bad idea. Yeah, I love that. There's, there's so many good films out there, and a lot of them are very hidden. Yeah. So actually kind of digging them out and throwing them out into the wider world. And recommending cool. venues that show them as well. Um, yeah. 
the French French cinema, Cine Lumière in the French Institute has amazing films that they show there, um, which are very low key compared to the other stuff that we see advertised everywhere. Yeah, so that's a good place to go. Exciting! Coming soon. Then watch this space, listeners. <laughs> we just came up with that idea now. Totally <laughs> right. Oh, you heard it here first. Um, so again, for the avoidance of any doubt. Um, the event is on the Thursday, the 26th of March, 2020. It's between 2020, that is the year, year of our Lord, um, between 7 o'clock and 9.30. Now, at Jellyfish Pictures, one thing I should mention is these events aren't just exclusive to anybody who comes from the, uh, the LGBTQ plus community because mm-hmm. allies are as important as the community, right? Absolutely. Yes. So it's completely open. Like any QVFX event, like any Access VFX event, don't feel that you're... You know, you, it's an exclusive event. You know, it's always about everything we do. Particularly this year, there's a real focus on including everybody in the conversation. And or even uh, VFX, anyone can come really who's interested mm-hmm. and wants to know more about it. Uh, I think friends, if you have any, and if they're not sure whether they'd be welcome there, they definitely are. Exactly. And I think what this uh, all this information that just came out highlights is that this isn't an issue for just one set of people. Yeah. This is an issue across the whole industry. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, I think everyone should feel welcome yeah. to come and we should thank Alex uh, Pumphrey for getting this work out there because again it's something when we had the, the meeting that Alex attended at the UK Screen Alliance at Framestore last week was everybody knows this is an issue everybody talks yeah. about the mental health pandemic and all these very strong words but to see those statistics and again it's all available online if you want to really have a deep dive into it because it's it is really genuinely shocking, genuinely shocking um, information to read and really saddening as well. Well, can I actually interject? Because I feel like, to me at least, it's not crazily shocking mm-hmm. when you think about it. We work in a very high stress yeah. industry. So to me at least, the, the actual numbers are maybe a little bit shocking, but the fact that yeah. it's so widespread to me kind of just feels like it's about right from yeah. my own experiences from the experiences of people that I know and I think that's one yeah. thing that we've Take kind so. of missed to say is we're I feel like the space that we've put between us doing this and us actually being a part of it and experiencing some of it as well um, yeah. is important you know because we do work in this industry I'm sure all of us can relate to the high levels of stress and then anxieties that comes through that just the f- the way that it affects mental health. Um, and a lot of the times you feel like you can't really talk about it, especially if you're, it doesn't actually matter what position you're in, but we are all in it. Mm-hmm. And I, I think it's fair to say that we all feel it to one extent or another. Yes, absolutely. Like you said, I think we've all probably seen it, but maybe nobody's yet put it into words in the same way that this yeah. Yeah. survey has. So I agree completely, yeah. Thank you, Izzy. Yeah. Okay, so any final words? Because uh, we want to get people there. And um, we always rely on social media and Eventbrite to get the word out about our events. And uh, that, you know, it doesn't always work, does it? I mean, there's an assumption we put stuff out there and everybody's going to go, oh my God, there's an Eventbrite, quick, let's <laughs> sign up. So um, should we finish on um, why should people sign up to this event? Why should you come to the QBFX picture on the 26th of March? Bobby. Yeah, I would say like a lot of people might because when I talk to friends, they they would share things with you. But uh, it would be 
you'd need to really know someone to be able to share like really kind of intimate issues that they might have had. So this may be an opportunity for them to kind of open up in a different way and hopefully speak to actual professionals. Like, cause your friends can say some things, but mm. they don't really understand the complexity sometimes of the yeah. of the mind and the issues. So and uh, yeah, it would be great if people can come over and get some help and yeah, hopefully um, yeah, we can just help some people. I think it would be great. Brilliant. Thanks, Bobby. Um, I think one of the main things, reasons for why I think this is a great event that we're putting on, uh, is that, um, like we've like we said before, like I feel like everyone has experienced this in some way, and what I'm hoping that it, this event will make people feel is that it's safe to talk about it, mm-hmm. because everyone can relate in some way or another. Um, I think also it might sound like the topics that we'll be talking about are quite. Um, serious and of course they are quite serious um but i think our events the qvfx events are always just very friendly very chilled out um so don't be put off by thinking it's going to be a really dark depressing (laughs) night it's going to be you know welcoming it's going to be friendly and warm and inviting so yeah that's a good point thanks kat yeah i think we kind of covered it but to kind of follow up on what katra said i think Previously, we've done very well at starting off events in a bit of a lighter way, and they naturally have followed into, you know, getting into a more serious place. So I think just having the space to be open with people that you might not necessarily do it on a day-to-day basis can be really Mm. powerful. Um, And I think just if you can coming through the door I'm at least I'm going to try to do that but I'm not I'm going to try not to think about oh what studio is this person from can I talk to them about this I hope that we can kind of foster an environment where we kind of leave that at the door and just have you know people talking with people I think that's Mm -hmm. been the beauty of previous events that we've done and I'm really hoping that we can do this this time as well that's a, that's a really great point. Thanks, it's worth it? mentioning as well that all the QVFX team will be there and we'll be wearing our purple T-shirts. Yes. So if you want to come up and chat to us, we're also there to you know, talk to you. And mm-hmm. yeah, we'll be there too. That's a great point. And, and on that, I think there's a really nice balance of um, you can come and just talk to people, just have conversations. You don't have to sit down with a mental health first aider. You don't have to bare your soul, but mm-hmm. you can just speak with like-minded people. And that's mm-hmm. what's quite nice about the events we do, as, as, as everybody said, is um, there's always a real um, warmth to these events and there's always a real, dare I say it, quite, not lively, but just, what's the word, kind of, it's quite up-tempo, like it's never, it's never there's we talk about energy. some heavy stuff, but there's an energy, exactly. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, if you just want to come and just speak to people in, you know, in a nice and, you know, safe, as Kat said, environment. Um, so, yeah, please come. It's going to be a really, really good night. It's our first studio event of the year. Um, we did a lot last year. We had a little bit of a break, but we're back on it. And we're really excited to uh, see what 2020 brings. Um, so thank you, Kat. Thank you. Thank you, Bobby. Thank you. Thank you, Izzy. Thanks. Thank you, Grace. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, we hope to see you on the 26th see of you there. March. See you there, guys. Have a good day. There we go. End of another Access VFX podcast. We really hope you enjoyed it. To find out more about what we discussed, our mentoring program and events we're at, then head over to our website at www.accessvfx.org and follow us on social media. Big thank you for listening. And until next time, bye.